0: hello connected parents and welcome to another episode of connected parenting in today's episode i'm going to answer parents questions so and i got so many i'll have to make a few podcasts out of this so i've got a couple that i'm going to focus on today hi everyone i'm jennifer collari i'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of connected parenting and welcome to the connected parenting weekly podcast join me every week And we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums, to bedtime, to sibling issues, to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. All right. The first question is from Dina. If your tween kid is being disrespectful and not listening, nothing you say, even when calm seems to reach him, how do you manage this? slamming doors, throwing things, being unkind to siblings. All right. So let, I usually answer sort of in a big way, and then I bring it down into um, a smaller, more more focused answer. So the first thing is to kind of think about what's happening when someone is a tween. So there's sort of 9, 10, 11, 12 Um, which is an interesting age. So at this age, and if you want some more details on what kids go through at different developmental stages, I think I've got the roadmap to childhood. There are two separate podcasts that I did a little while ago on that for a deeper dive on that. But basically what's happening when you're a tween is you're not a little kid anymore and you're not big enough to be a teenager anymore but you're old enough to want that sort of independence and you're pushing back on others and so you're going to hear a lot of you can't make me and you're not the boss of me and I don't want to there's going to be a lot of you know moments where they're exercising their voice and you know saying no and pushing back and you know making their needs met and because they're learning how to do that They will often either do it too meekly and quietly so that no one even notices, or they're going to go way over the top and be really dramatic and not very nice about it. So that's sort of the kind of bridge to what's happening when when a kid is a queen. So we have to remember this. Our job is to love them. It's not actually their job to love us back. It is our job to love them. So when you ground yourself in that, it helps a lot when you, and it's so hard as a parent because you see that you now no, I'm not going to, and the slamming doors are so disrespectful and everything in you wants to shut that behavior down. But usually what ends up happening when you react to them, um, it just ends up being this tit for tat thing. They don't walk away going, oh my gosh, why well, was so, I was so mean to my mom. Why do I do that? I mean, later maybe they do, but right after I guarantee you that they don't they walk away going, she's so mean. Why is she like that? There's not a whole lot of self-reflection. The frontal lobe is starting to come on, but it's really not going to be in play honestly till they're 17 or 18. They're, They're not going to have the adult level of insight that you would like them to have. So step one is always mirror. Whenever you can connect and use the calm technique first. You can also remember in the background, if you're feeling like your tween is just driving you crazy and you are just exhausted, you're just sort of done with them. That inform- That's information that tells you that you really have to double down on the connecting. So when you least feel like doing it is the time when your child needs it the most, I promise you. So right away, up the baby play a little bit, up the conversational mirroring where they're just telling you about a new video game or something funny that happened at school, make sure that you're putting a tremendous amount of energy into connecting into conversations where oxytocin and natural opiates and endorphins are going to release for a review on the calm technique. I'll I'll give a couple of examples in this answer, but go back to the first two or three episodes of the podcast. It's a great review to go back and, and look over all those steps that are involved in mirroring. So make sure you're doing the baby play time by themselves where just one-on-one you're maybe going for a walk with them or doing a puzzle or I don't know, leaning over their shoulder going, whoa, I didn't know you were on that level. Who's that guy? That's you. That's your score. Just let them tell you a little bit about themselves. The more you do that. And if, and if that's all you do, you will see a shift in their behavior. you will you will start to see them being more compliant and a little softer. But then in addition to that, you're going to use the calm technique. So when they slam the door, or they're, you know, furious or they're being unkind to their sibling. Step one is to go, you know what? You are mad. I can see how furious you are. I I don't exactly know what it is you're mad about. I want to know, but I can see you're furious. Like start by matching their affect a little bit. You're not going to get mad to, look, you're so mad. Why are you so mad? That's not mirroring, right? You're sort of connecting with them and like, hey, you're trying to tell me something is really really making you angry here. I don't exactly know what it is. Share it with me. What is it? When you approach it that way, instead of why are you yelling? Don't you sign that door? You're going to have a very different reaction. So starting by um, really connecting first and trying to be as neutral as you can is usually the best thing to do. Sometimes in the moment, they're too far gone. They're super angry. What, What frontal lobe they have is turned off and they don't have access to it. And you will have a much easier time much later going back in there and saying, Hey, you know what? You're really a good guy and you care about animals and you care about your grandparents and you cared yesterday when your little sister fell down. So help me understand what just happened there. Cause I know that's not you like help me understand. What did I miss? What went on first? Remember too, that behavior is never the problem. It's a symptom of the problem and that will really help. Now, when they're throwing things or breaking things, if that is an ongoing thing, then it might be important. Well, first of all, it's important, I think, to to apply the whole Connected Parenting program there, which you can either do by following the podcast or better yet, do our online courses or connect with a Connected Parenting therapist, or doesn't have to be Connected Parenting. Maybe have your child work with either a therapist or a, a kid's you know, life coach or brain coach to help them learn skills and tools and strategies to learn to manage and regulate their emotions. Sometimes kids just need tools. And it sounds like this little guy probably is a gladiator and probably has really big feelings. So it sort of overwhelms him. And before he knows it, he's reacting. Right? So your best parenting is going to be before in the front loading. Hey, you know what? There's a little bit of time. I see you're going to start playing with your sibling or your sister or your brother. Let's think about some things you can do. Cause if, if you get really angry, what are three things that you can do? Or can you come and get me? Or can you can take a breath or, you know, you can do lots of planning before behaviors happen. And then you can also, you can try to mirror in the moment. And then you can also try to parent afterwards. So after the whole thing has gone awry, then you can go back and revisit the situation and replay it. Okay. The next question is from Megan. What are some examples when your child nine years old, also the same age, um, says negative comments about themselves. For example, I'm not good at, or I hate myself, or you don't love me, or I'm terrible at. And this is really interesting because in the first question, you've got like a tween where that energy and those sort of negative feelings are going outward. They're going outward at other people. that's one way that kids express themselves. In this case, it's going inward. The child isn't necessarily doing that. I mean, maybe they are, but not in the question. Um, They're not necessarily doing it at the outside world. They're doing it in in their inner world. Both of these are very difficult to deal with and they're hard to watch. Um, It's really hard as a parent to listen to your child say, I'm stupid and I hate myself and I'm no good. So here's the thing, you know, if you just do, you're not allowed to talk like that. You need to say other things and I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't talk to someone else like that. So you're not allowed to, if you start doing a a sort of straight behavior approach on that, you're going to miss the point, right? Behavior is not the problem. Behavior is a symptom of the problem. So that is also most likely a child that has really big feelings that probably has a very difficult time with failure with making mistakes um, and, and the feeling of not being able to do something well, probably like just hits them like a tsunami and the way that they manage that, the way that they feel some sense of control is to turn it on themselves. In some cases, kids are so sensitive and this doesn't necessarily mean that the parent is particularly harsh. It's just some kids are so sensitive to criticism that even like a, you know, an eye, which or something will feel incredibly intense to them. But often kids will kind of self-attack to protect themselves from from any other criticism from outside because that just feels so much harsher for them. So that's one thing. So here's what I would suggest similar to the other answer is always start uh big, right? Start with connecting. Start with increasing the baby play every day. Maybe 10 minutes just you're cuddling, you're rubbing noses, you're telling them stories about when they're a baby, you're showing them pictures. If they don't like themselves and they don't want it and they're like, stop it. I don't want that. Then get a little teddy bear that they used to have and go, this was yours. Look, you remember this little guy or tell them stories or, um, do the baby play to a picture? Um, you know, something that's on the wall or in a photo album, that's usually more tolerable, but they're still getting those beautiful neurochemicals. They're still getting all of the oxytocin and the serotonin and those delicious biochemicals that really help strengthen kids from the inside out. Um, I would make sure, and I'm really big on this. I talk about the calm technique and mirroring all the time. Um, But I think conversational mirroring, just chit chat when they're telling you about a supply teacher they had, or, you know, something funny happened at recess, use all of those four strategies. You're going to connect. You're going to put your agenda aside. You don't want to make it about something that happened to you that day or, oh, the same thing happened to me. You don't want to do that. You want to match their affect. So the look on your face needs to be similar to the look on theirs. And then you can use your words to paraphrase, clarify, summarize or wonder out loud. So if they tell you, and then of course you put those things all together and that's the M in, uh, in calm. But you know, if they tell you, I don't know, something funny that happened at school, or there's a new video game coming out or something, um, instead of going, oh, that's nice, honey. Oh, that's, I'm sure you're looking forward to that. <laughs> you want to do a really sort of deep reach into that. Oh, really? What game is that again? Oh, you were talking about that last time. Like really ask questions and really get involved and really in a genuine way help them feel seen, help them feel seen and help them feel heard. That's, that is literally medicine that strengthens your child from the inside out. And sometimes just doing those things will really help. And you will start to see, and you'll be able to track those really negative self-comments, those really awful things that they say about themselves start to decrease. They will likely still do it from time to time, especially if they make what's, you know, quote unquote, a big mistake. Um, but you'll be able to track that and see less of that. And then of course, when they are saying things like that, instead of you know saying, don't say that, and that's not nice and I love you. And that hurts me when you say that about yourself, you say, let's talk about this. Like for you to say that about yourself, that you don't like yourself and can never do anything, right? You've got to be feeling so rotten right now about what just happened. That's that. What, what ended up happening is so far from what you wanted to have happen. Let's talk about that for a minute. Get them to talk about what they experienced, what they felt after you've done that two or three statements and and lots of, oh, okay. So you wanted this to happen and it turned out like that. And you get this big feeling in your body when you were sure you were going to do it right. And then it didn't turn out at all the way you thought it was going to. So in this mirroring, in this connecting, all of those beautiful oxytocin uh, biochemicals and, um, serotonin and natural endorphins are flooding the, bl- the the bloodstream and calming the child down from the inside out. And over time, it's like a, th- it's like a layer of paint that just gets thicker and thicker and thicker. They develop more emotional resilience, more emotional organization and better self soothing skills. So that's how you handle it in the moment. And of course, similar to my last answer, if they don't want to hear it, stop it. I don't want to hear it. Then whatever, later that night you go back and you say, Hey, but what happened? Tell me what went on. You were so mad at yourself. What do those big feelings feel like? And the other piece here that I think is actually important for both of the questions that I'm I'm answering today is you want to help your child learn how to emotionally surf. And you can also do this by mod by by modeling for them, but is sort of teach them to put their hand on their heart, to have a big feeling, and to ride that big feeling like a wave. Because the way that feelings actually work is they will crest. Feelings are just information. It's just your body trying to get your attention about something, something that it thinks you need to know. And if you're discharging it too quickly, or you're blaming it on someone else, or you're distracting yourself, the message is going to be resent. And it's going to be resent louder and more intensely the next time. So you want to teach them to just go, you know what? You're feeling so mad at yourself right now. You're feeling so upset that that didn't turn out well. Let's just sit with that for a second. Let's just put your hand on your heart and go, okay, this is how it feels to be nine years old and feel like you should do something and you can't. And they're going to say things like, I can't, it feels too terrible. And you're like, "Now let's ride it. Let's ride it. Like pretend you're on a surfboard and we're just going to ride this feeling. What happens when you actually let a feeling flow through you? is it crests and then it releases. You're literally metabolizing or alchemizing a feeling. This is also something you can model for them. So you're in traffic, someone cuts you off and be like, oh, that person just made me so mad. That was so rude. Okay, I'm just gonna ride that feeling for a second. I'm just gonna let it sit in my body. I'm gonna respect that these are big feelings that human beings have sometimes. I'm gonna let it go right through my body. I'm gonna breathe and I'm gonna let it go. Right. So children are always watching and we are always teaching. And these are some small ways that we can help with these everyday things um, that can be pretty overwhelming sometimes. And then I guess the final part to that is after you kind of talk to them about, you know, when they've said negative things about themselves, sit with them and think, can they reword that? Is there some other way that they can say that? So it feels the same, but it's not quite as harsh. So instead of saying I'm not good at anything. Maybe your child could say, I'm not good at this thing yet, or I'm good at some things. I'm just not good at this thing yet. Give them the words, give them the vocabulary um, to express what they really mean and help them learn not to use hyperbole. So, and if they say, I hate myself, maybe they could say, there are some things I really hate about myself. I'm learning to like things about myself. Um, you don't love me instead of saying that, say, sometimes it feels like you don't love me, get them to say that instead. Um, and I'm terrible at, um, you know, they can say it feels terrible not to be good at something, but I'm getting better, or I'm really good at something else. Give them the vocabulary, give them the words, give them the, the, the meaning behind the words to really play with. So they learn how to express themselves accurately. Um, I hope that was helpful. I really love getting people's questions. So I think once every few weeks, I'm going to just answer parent questions and just see what's, what's happening on the ground. So thank you so much for listening. Um, For more information, if you want to dive deeper into these techniques, we've got, I've got my books, um, Connected Parenting, um, How to Raise a Great Kid, You're Ruining My Life But Not Really is the teen book, We have online courses that walk you through the entire connected parenting process. We have one that's just videos and on-demand. We have another one that's videos and on-demand, but there's also live coaching calls where you can be in a group with people from all over the world. And I'm answering questions live while it's happening. We have the Connected Parenting Village, which is a great place for parents to work on practice on these skills together. Um, Go back and listen to the earlier episodes of the, the podcast to help remind you about the calm technique. Um, And I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.